Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined in the studio by Manchester United fan and actor... Michael Fenton Stevens, a very yeah. successful podcast he has these uh, these days. Yeah, and he's on he's on lots of things. You'll have seen him in so oh, many yeah. things that if you Google him, you go, "Oh, that bloke!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name's yeah. on good form. Um, we also spoke to Laura Lex, who is a comedian and author, written a couple yeah. of books. One about a secret diary of being married to Jurgen Klopp, <laughs> which he never was. Yeah, and this one with a backdrop of football, which we're trying to sell to Hollywood for. We are. In, we're not with we netball. Oh no, so netball. What I say? Oh, sorry, she, yeah. she doesn't even netball. like netball. I know she doesn't like netball, <laughs> as you'll discover. Uh, we had a chat. You got involved. Very yeah, good, very as nice. always. So uh, uh, we'll bring you all of that, shall we? Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. I watched earlier on. Um, uh, Forest Green Rovers uh, new manager Ian Birchnell taking his first training session I Did watched really? that uh, he, he was mic'd up for it oh. and, I, and, there, and there was one good bit in it when uh, one of the players came up and went oh yeah I've been I've been doing a bit been do, like real full of excuses, you yeah. know. I've been doing it. My calves are a bit sore, but I did a bit last week, and I thought you haven't done anything, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, the clubs put new them all manager, on, and it, you know they put them all on programs, don't they? Now, do they? I mean, at the top level, yeah. We're going to talk about this later on because I saw Walsall tweeting Liam Bennett was the last man standing in this morning's bleep test, and they had pictures of all the boys who'd gone back and were they that first day of pre-season, yeah. blow the cobwebs off. But you know, Liverpool, a, a number of clubs at the very top who, who are quite high. Tech, I think they've they've got they've got a posher name for the same old uh, first day of bleep. I think it's changed a bit since Ronnie Moran's book. <laughs> there was a legendary book that Ronnie was Moran there? had. That he used to log every training session, you know. And yeah. apparently, Liverpool players of a later vintage had come along to the club, and they'd say things like, "Well, we want you to run X amount of laps," and they say, oh, "Well, can't do that, Gaffer." He said, "Well." According to this, uh, Kenny Dalgleish could do it on the 15th of May. Oh, really? So, 1980. Yeah. So you can do it now. Wow. So, but, I wonder uh, if that book still exists. I'd like to think it does. It's probably still in the Moran family. It was quite legendary, I believe. Yeah, that was yeah. something I'd love to see published, wouldn't you, Paul? It'd be lovely. Oh, yeah, I'd be yeah, fascinated yeah. by that. Handwritten notes. I think I've seen yeah. pictures of it. a lot worse before. books anyway, out Liverpool there. fans will, will tell you more about it, but it, it was quite legendary. Um, yeah. So a couple of things to get you going on today. Yeah. You may have seen pictures. Uh, ben Affleck, the fine actor, of course. Uh, was going to go and hire a car, um, not for him the uh, the Nissan uh, Cherry. No, um, he was going to go for the bright yellow uh, Lamborghini, 
And, so um, would I if I was Ben Affleck. Yeah, so would I. And so uh, he said to his son uh, in the car hire place, uh, you can sit in the driver's seat, son. Lovely. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh, well, he, he reversed it into another car by accident. No one was hurt. It wasn't at speed. Even the cars weren't particularly damaged. But we did see footage of Ben Affleck... Um, Apologising for uh, his son's yeah. actions, boy, was a bit, a bit upset, but they calmed him all down. Everything was good, yeah. ultimately. But it just struck me that there are times in life when you do have to apologise for your kids, or it may be that um, you know, going back in the day, your parents had to apologise for something you did or said, and they say, "Well, I am sorry," but you know, he's yeah. only he's only five. Like it's a bit difficult when so I'm sorry, he's only twenty six. <laughs> yeah. It becomes more difficult as they get older. But yeah. um, if you've got tales of that, whether it was you back in the day or apologising for your own kids in similar circumstances, but kids get used to get left in. We used to get left in the car a lot more than we do now, Paul. Hmm. And then we leave kids in cars now. We we spent hours just sat in the car waiting for not with the windows closed. Mom. No, not with, you know. No, obviously not. I remember once uh, we had a Fiat One Two Seven. My dad sold Fiat, oh, yeah. as you know. We had a Fiat One Two Seven, and of course, in cars they used to have um, uh, cigarette lighters. Of course, yeah. you know you could create fire within a car <laughs> well, after just, a fashion. I suppose you could. You could. Yeah, yeah. And I melted the top off the Fiat One Two Seven gear stick. Oh, did you? With the with the cigarette lighter. So you took the cigarette lighter and you yeah, said, yeah, well, okay, I'll good, just yeah, yeah. stick that. Stick that on there, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and what are your dad What are your dad doing? It's my mum's car. Oh, it's your mum's little, okay. Fiat, little Fiat 127. Didn't go down well? No, of course not. No, okay. Absolutely terrible. So apologising for your kids, that's yep. one of the things we'd uh, like this afternoon. Kirsty Allsop of Location, 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 yes. as Alan once said in a famous clip. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find him for you. I think we need I've that clip. no idea I'd why he to did hear it. that. That's what he did. Um, yes, um, she swallowed an AirPod, she claims. She claims on Twitter that she was Why taking... Why would you claim that Taking her tablet. I don't know. She's taking her tablets and she swallowed the AirPod, Paul, and then uh, she had to get it out of herself in some sort of way, so I yeah. don't know how she did, but... I'm sure I had a... I had did it a, still work? We had that story oh, of the phone that know. sat in the river for about six months, didn't we, recently, and dried yeah, out and worked. Yeah, that so was good. Yeah, I wonder if it still worked. Put, we'll put it back in again. We need more information. That. Perhaps we could ring Kirsty for more information on the story. I hope Kirsty ran it under the tap or ever she expelled it, <laughs> really. <laughs> Either what end. I thought. Now, the trouble is, every time I watch Location Location, she's in someone's kitchen saying... Are you going to love it or list it? I'm going to think of her passing an AirPod. It's never going to get out. It's still going to be in your head, isn't still it? In there. It's going to be difficult. Still in there. Um, but she, uh, she. But I, I, I once had a my, my godson once. He, when he was about six, swallowed, oh, yeah. swallowed a two pound coin. Okay. Which I'm sure it gets done all the time because mm. kids love putting coins in their mouth. They shouldn't don't they? Kids don't do that. Don't it's do really it. But they dangerous. do love doing it. Don't my cousin no, swallowed a plethora of coins. It once. didn't come out in twenty p's, Paul. No, absolutely no, no, no. not. Okay, fantastic. No, but, but, there we are. What did you swallow? This is Charlie's choice. What did today, you swallow? Within reason. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. Let's know uh, this afternoon. Um, a lot of talk today, of course, of Andy Murray's underarm serve, the yes. Van Lendl influence. And, you know, your mind goes in immediately to uh, underarm bowling and, uh, you know, other bits of sort of skullduggery. Or not, as Simon Jordan said, look, it's in the rules. You can do what you like. Um, I'm surprised more people don't do it. Yeah. Because. 
it's it's a good tactic, surely. Yeah, if you get it, it, it now and again. went mad when Lendl did it once, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, did yeah, it. Lendl used to do it all the time, yeah. So, Michael Chang did it once, I think, in a, yeah. fight, in a US Open final, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, look, if, it's in the, if it's in the rules. Yeah. But um, we, we started to think that it's... Charlie had a very good thought that there's certain things, you know, that you do underarm. We were thinking, well, what else could you do underarm? But more to the point, what things that are generally underarm could you do overarm? Exactly. With curling, I came up with... <laughs> Curling. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Imagine the sh- yeah, that great big curling stone. You've got to get over your head, throw it like that over that sweeper, smashes onto the ice and just rolls. Or possibly down. handle side up. Yeah, um, would it smash the ice, Paul? I don't know if that sort of dart, ice. Uh, or, or yeah, I suppose, or, or you know, or underarm. If it was darts, yeah, uh, Jenny Barsby was making the point that maybe if you know traditionally, let's just throw it all uh, out the window. Yeah. Underarm darts. Has think, anybody ever tried? Think that? sideways. You know, okay. that's what we're asking that you to do, book? isn't it? <laughs> what could you Charlie throw sideways? Charlie signing copies of Think Sideways. <laughs> Lassif Malinga joins us on line three. Um, anyway, uh, you, you get the idea with oh, that. Oh, cricket, they, they, that was that. Australia v New Zealand, wasn't it? To... Charlie the cabbie, 10-pin bowling. Love, Imagine that. Isn't that be lovely? You're wronging. You're just going for a strike with your wronging. Here's the other bowling. one. That's get, it. To get the split, I'll do the other one. That would be good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. In the meantime, uh, what did you swallow? I had a root canal done a few years ago, oh, yeah. says Steve, cleaning windows in fleet. Mm. Uh, the dentist dropped the small file and I swallowed <laughs> it. It lodged oh, itself in my bowel. This oh, is dark, God, Steve. Wow. Well, I had to have a week in hospital. I have it removed. I was off work for two months. Oh, Steve, this is... And then still had to have his tooth finished. Oh, well, hey, you yeah, didn't go back to the same dentist. I hope you didn't pay the bill. How have you it's been, expensive. Steve? Oh, dear me. Yeah. A tiny little file. Yeah. In the... Oh, my goodness, God, Steve, I didn't know. I, I should have read that first. What a dark tale. <laughs> overarm. Is. We wanted some overarms, didn't we, uh, uh, Paul? Yeah, things overarms or underarms. Underarm. Yeah. After the tennis, Andy Murray did his tennis serve yesterday, underarm, which is within the rules, Paul. Yeah. And a good bit of S-housery in tennis, which tennis needs more of. What's the thing in cricket? Where they, what do they call it when it, when you uh, when someone steps out of their crease and you... Man-cadding. Man-cadding. Yeah. I, I'm oh, all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure all for it, are. Paul. <laughs> needs um, more of it. What the caber. Yeah, Gary and Tamworth. Uh, That's Timoth, yeah, yeah. Oh, Timoth. South Devon, Paul. Paul. Come on. Get on yeah, with it. The mouth of the teen. Mouth of the river teen, Paul. Oh, teen okay. mouth. Teen mouth. Okay. Uh, overarming the caber. Have yeah, you ever tried no, overarming back... the caber, Charlie? No. <laughs> back beach in Timoth, Paul. Best pub in the world there. Nice, yeah. Oh, yeah. Best pub in the world. Yeah, one of the best. In the top three pubs in the world, at least. In your eyes. I mean, no, he hasn't won that award. Good pub, though. Great pub. Okay, I'm sure it is. Back Beach, Timmouth. Um, I've been told uh, by my parents that I poured a full Olbus oil into a drink as a baby and drank <laughs> it. Apparently, the subsequent burps and hospital trip were equally memorable, and they st- still tell the tale 30 years later. Yeah, and my, uh, my, uh, I, I remember Arthur Olbus oil, of course, the <laughs> former Manchester United and Scotland player. Excellent player. Yeah. My brother... My brother, um, my nan used to run a guest house in Turkey and mm. um, she'd all have vinegar on the table all the time, at all times. So in, in uh, her front room was basically where she, she used to serve breakfasts. Right. So she'd always have vinegar mm. around the place. My brother once emptied one into a glass and said, do you want some glass of Coke? Ah. To once and I drank the vinegar, Paul. And, and you it drank wasn't, it wasn't very you nice. It wasn't the whole of it. Oh, okay, I'd had a bit, but it was a cruel thing for him to do. It was, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? We, you were, get, we were twenty six. How'd no, you get on no, now? <laughs> yeah. Now, as as promised, we are going to talk about a, a new novel with a sporting backdrop. I love uh, it. it. It's set in the well, kind of set in the world of netball, but not oh. professional netball. Oh, okay. 
I can see this as a film. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm sure perfect, the film rights perfect have, film, have isn't already it? been optioned. Uh, Laura Lex, comedian, Liverpool fan, and author of a uh, new book, Pivot, joins us now. Hi, Laura. Hey, Laura. Hello. Yes. Um, well, look, it's called Pivot. Um, and so why netball? Why, why netball is a backdrop for this novel? Because I realised that I'd wasted 12 years of my life learning a sport that was rubbish and useless. <sighs> um, and <laughs> I started talking about it a bit on stage because I'm a stand-up. Mm. And, um, and, and the reaction from women was just like, oh, thank God somebody said this because it's such a stupid game. No offence to netball fans out there, but you've picked the wrong one. It's dire. <laughs> and, um, and I just sort of thought like, well, especially my generation, we spent so long learning this game and then left school and just like collectively wiped it from our memories. So I thought it was quite funny to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. and it's a great game, netball. Netball yeah. is a fantastic I think game. It's a good one. I don't know. Do you what, play? I don't know. I I have played netball in the past. We used to play mixed netball mm. as a, a, at my school. I think it's a, a a great game. Don't you have a theory about um, people taking their netball positions and, and the status that those positions have into their into their lives, Laura? It's almost like star signs, I think. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're a centre, you're like, oh, she's a centre. Yeah, that makes sense. She's she's busy. She's pushy. She's noisy. She's mm. fun, but she's a lot, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're a goalkeeper, it's like, oh, you had self-esteem issues, didn't you? Yeah, you, you, hid, you hid down the bottom with the pole. I understand. I got you, babe. Yeah, and goal, goal shooters. Goal shooters is taller. That's the one you want to be. Goal shooter, isn't it? The glamour, the glamour position. And what were you, Laura? Um, I was like one of the wing ones because nobody really knows what those positions are for. Wing attack or wing defence? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like you, so you're just sort of funny about in the middle, going, "Oh no, was yeah. that supposed to be me?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, but there hey. is a. I mean, it's not. It's not strictly about netball, about, about the game. It's. It's a sort of say that's that is the backdrop. But it's a, tell us the story of uh, of, of the novel of Pivot. Well, it's more about, so it's about Jackie, um, who she's 58. She's got a life together. She's got grandkids. She's got kids. She's got a lovely husband. She's got a great house. She's retired. She pops out to Dunelm one morning to buy a shoe rack and she comes home to find her husband leaving her. And all of a sudden, everything that was like nice and cozy Mm. about her life suddenly seems a bit like, oh, everything is in the past. I don't really know what my hobbies are or what I do. You know, when you sort of have that moment where you just go, what do I do Mm. for fun? Um, (laughs) And so she's a bit stuck. And so via a couple of attempts at different sports, she tries golf and she tries rugby, um, that she ends up starting a netball team for other people who are just a bit lost and a bit um, looking for somewhere Mm. they can be themselves. Quite an extreme reaction from her husband from a Dunelm shoe yeah, rack as well, I mean, isn't it, really? <laughs> was he, expecting can, he can just take you over the edge. John that, Lewis, at least, he yeah. was expecting. <laughs> he was, he had expectations so much, so much higher than that. That's it, I'm off. He said, Dunelm, I'm off. Not that there's anything wrong. It's a fine store that does excellent shoe racks. So it's a, a, a sport you don't like, but you decided to, to, to set your novel around it. Did you have to go and hang around some netball players, some netball courts, or get involved in the team and you found a new life? love for it i'm hoping this is the redemption story of of laura lex with netball 
Um, well, my friends all play it. Okay. So I did go and watch them play to kind of get an idea of what their casual league was like, because it's massive in, in the UK. I think like I think it's Go Mammoth and there's a few other like casual netball leagues. It's huge. And mm. the viewing figures on netball is huge as well and growing every year. Um, so I did sort of immerse myself in that a little bit to just check that I'd got the vibe right for what I was writing. I did join in and play once. It was so bad. I I was awful. And then I did one like amazing intercept, like reached out like proper slow-mo, like oh, yeah. grabbed the ball, like <laughs> snatched out of the air. And it turns out that was just the referee passing it back to somebody else to throw in. Oh, no. <laughs> I, can, yeah, you, I can see that. It feels like one of these, uh, you bring a collection of great uh, British, uh, um, actors together, and and they form the team. Yeah, I can see. I can this, just yeah. see. I can well, see this. This has got the mark of a good. got a mark of a British. Sarah, I'm casting Sarah. So La- I'm casting yeah. Sarah Lancashire as Jackie Douglas. That's what. I, that's what I'm casting. Yeah. She'll thank you for fifty eight. It was originally won't you, Sarah a TV Lancashire? show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did write it as a TV show, oh, okay, but okay. Um, TV asked me if I could put Jackie in her twenties. Oh, and oh. I had to go. Oh, okay. do you mind if women are over thirty? Actually, and they said, "Yeah, I don't think we'll make it then." So, I would love this to go back to its TV and film roots, but um, we've we've got to sort out this world where yeah. actresses just are supposed to retire at thirty. You get someone like you get someone like Emma Thompson to do it, don't you? Yeah. She right. plays Jackie, and then the, the money comes. The money comes with it. Exactly. Emma, it's an Emma Thompson film. Then we've cast it for you. All right, yeah. Emma. If you're listening, yeah. um, I will. She's Go a big talk sport fan. You've twisted she, my arm. She prefers Jim and Simon's show to ours. She doesn't. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a big fan. Although she's quite taken with our call subject today. Yeah. Uh, what are those things you once swallowed? Yeah, yeah. So uh, then <laughs> she's going to stick with that one or not? So, um, so the, the book's out now, Laura. I take it pivot. Is that right? Yeah. Good, yeah, good. and it's your second book, isn't it? Because your first book was about falling in love with Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, so my first book was my um, imaginary, legally I have to say, diary of my marriage to Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> imaginary, please, mm. imaginary. Um, and <laughs> I, I probably know slightly less about football than I do about netball. So how the hell this has happened to my career, I do not know. Yeah. Was this was this Jurgen pre the, the new teeth and the laser eye surgery? Was it? Did you take him warts and all? I think it was between teeth and eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that sweet spot. That sweet spot when he still had the glasses. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. still had the glasses. He lost something when he's taken the glasses off. In my, in I think, my, I thought they gave opinion. Him, I think what it was as a glasses. When, when you're standing in the rain a lot, as a football manager does, yeah, it's irritating, isn't it? Yeah. If your glasses, well, I mean, you can. There is a practice. Maybe it was. He vanity. won the league with the glasses. The thing, didn't win though. the league without it's, the glasses. Yeah. It's quintessentially Klopp to choose practicality over mm. branding oh. and style. Yeah. It's it, it's exactly what we love about him. It's that common sense approach. Like, yeah, that's my look, and other people would never have done it. But he's like, no. no. He could have had his own range way. of bins at um, yeah. at Specsavers like Gary Lineker. I think, he, I, think right? he, I think Klopp would accept a Dunelm shoe rack. <laughs> you think he would? He wouldn't be storming out on that basis. I don't no. think he'd be leaving fifty-eight-year-old Jackie Douglas. I don't, I don't think. I don't think he would. Did, do you know if Jurgen ever read it? I mean, did you ever send a copy to him? I mean, it's quite flattering that. Uh, that we you did write a send book. a copy hmm. to him, but um, I I heard Gabby Logan bring it up with him on her podcast, and yeah. uh, and you've never heard a man deftly avoid a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe we can find a clip of that. That would be yeah. good fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. His footwork of just ignoring that question and moving on. I was like, you smooth, <laughs> smooth man. <laughs> oh. um, you are a stand-up. You were at Glastonbury at the weekend, weren't you? 
Yeah, I was, yeah. In the cabaret tent? I was, yeah. How was it? It it was my first Glastonbury. Do you Mm. know what? I just, I'm sure it's a nice festival. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming across as such a miserable cow, I know. Not for you, Laura. It's a bit dry and loud, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, you didn't enjoy any of it? Did you stick around for the music? I do wonder how I get home. That's why I watch it thinking, how am I going to get out of that car park? You have to be towed out when it's rains. You have to be towed out by a tractor, don't you, eventually? I would imagine. It was lovely. I think Glastonbury is the right kind of festival for me because the main stage, I'm so short. I'm five foot. So short of me being on the stage, I can't see what's happening. So Glastonbury's great because there's all that other stuff going on. Like you can go and weave a willow basket and make a flower garland for the baby that you're conceiving at that hand fasting ceremony like <laughs> all that stuff was lovely i spent more money on a birdhouse than i did on alcohol <laughs> that's my kind of festival fantastic well look, laura, nice. we wish you well with pivot um and uh, good to talk to you and uh, thanks for joining us. thanks laura thanks thanks so much guys Bye. there we are laura lex there um john murray press are the publishers it's a film it's a film it's a definite film isn't it in yeah. the brassed off yeah, Pride. it feels like one of those British those sort of, sort of you know, British Billy actress Elliot ensemble style. movies. Exactly, don't yeah. you think? Excellent, Paul. Led by Emma Look, Thompson. Raise the money. Yeah, we'll do Bean Island first, and when we've got the money for Bean Island, well, once we've got the global rights for Bean, Bean Island, we can put that on ourselves. We can it. we can spend our money. We might you, be able to afford play, um, You could that. play Steve, our husband, Paul. Yeah, walking out. Well, like stick your foot. I got the Dunhill shoe rack. I smash it up smash like it Keith up. Moon. You don't have to have any lines. You just smash the shoe smash rack it up, up like Keith Moon. Walk, and walk out. out. Yeah, it's nice to be playing fifty-eight again as well. It'll be a joy. <laughs> or we can age him and get Dave Morrissey to do it. Friend of the show. He make, but he wants a meteor roll than to come in, smash up the yeah, Dunhill yeah. shoe rack, and walk out. Doesn't Dave Morrissey's busy. I can't think he? he probably. He's playing yeah. um, Jimmy. I mean, Riddle. almost certainly tells he's, him he's, he's playing DCI today. Jimmy Riddle. Yeah, of course. Yeah. DCI Jimmy Riddle in uh, the Vigo uh, film that we're, exactly we're writing. Count of Vigo. Quite a lot of projects we've got. How are we going to fit all this radio <laughs> work in? Know, the listeners saying, don't, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother. My children, aged six and nine, had to apologise uh, for me on Sports Day. I got caught cheating with my thumb on the spoon during the parents' egg and spoon race. Oh, that's a reverse. Wow. West Ham Graham, that's a disgrace. Sp- you know, spoon on the thumb. I mean, what do your kids yeah. make of you? They'll never forget that. Uh, I was left alone in my dad's car while he talked to a customer and I released the handbrake and uh, reversed into a pond, says Mark the Villa fan. <laughs> That's in the Affleck envelope, isn't it? Thank you very much, uh, Mark in Solihull. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, I was just thinking with um, Bill Kenwright uh, last night and Daniel Levy oh, yeah. having dinner together, mm. spotted by John Sopel, the journalist in yeah. Scots of Mayfair. Were they? Um, I was just wondering whether Daniel was pitching... Daniel, the uh, <laughs> yes, Daniel maybe. Levy rock opera. Cheese room. Would you play him? Daniel Levy. Go for the head shave? Mm, well, I don't look like anyone else. No. I don't look like anyone I'm playing at the moment, so why not? You know, I don't know, I don't know if I could do an impression of Daniel Levy. I don't do an impression of Tony Blair, so... Yeah, you rarely you know, hear him speak. Yeah, really. what does he so, sound like? Uh, Has he got one of those like really high voices or something? Particularly. Maybe that's why he never gets a deal over the line. I'll give you four million no, pounds he, a week. Doesn't speak like that. Doesn't speak like that. <laughs> Um, so yes, we will be finding out more about uh, life uh, inside Qatar. A new book by uh, John McManus, who spent a year living in the country, yes, and, uh, uh, to immerse himself in the nation. The bits I've read, Paul, it didn't sound like a well, magic year. But look, let's talk to him later he, on. He goes yeah. in. He goes in with an open mind, which was important. But and he'll tell us uh, what he um, what he saw. So that's all to come. Yeah.
Um, when did you apologise for your child? This is, I mean, I was talking earlier on about my mum's Fiat 127. Mm. Had a, I mean, all cars used to have a cigarette lighter. They in did, all, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, every, not just for charging mm. your phone. Yeah. In the old, I mean, you didn't bring your phone, did you? No. You sort of, you dial phone or, you know, you didn't bring <laughs> you didn't, it out with you to charge you didn't it. didn't need one. That was as high-tech as a car. You left it in the cupboard under the stairs in my house, Paul. I yeah. don't know about, about where your phone was when you were growing up. I feel terrible with this. Pushed the on... Pushed long holiday drive on a long holiday drive. Yeah, I pushed the cigarette lighter in my dad's car, and there was one for passengers. <laughs> How nice in the cars, wasn't it? Mm. Out of boredom, and I asked my younger brother to touch the end of the glowing oh, lighter. That's not nice, is it? Needless to say, my mum and dad gave me a stern talking to yeah. in, the, in the medium of mime. Uh, um, one of Butlins, a three-year-old, says Tim, um, a female member of staff, tried to chat and. Uh, to me about my toy tractor. Oh, nice. I don't remember it, but apparently I took exception to this and punched her. Oh, Tim. Oh, Butlins. My parents apologised profusely, and the next day when they saw her sporting a shiner, he's... Oh, my gosh. Well, he's cracked a one. Well, that's why they wear red coats, isn't it? So it covers up the blood. <laughs> no, <we're, laughs> probably, I wouldn't think <laughs> is so. Is that what it is? No? My, my okay. eldest lad, uh, when he was about... F- f- I've mentioned this before, about yeah. three years old, about four years old, maybe slightly older, punched Ken Bates, the Chelsea chairman. Did he? Yeah. Right in the old... Bang. Right in the stomach could have winded him are you spurs oh, no 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 it there's was, chelsea uh, in here we bang were, when i used to work there he had this barbecue in, in his house and oh, we yeah. all went there oh lovely and i uh, took the kids and uh the, the youngest boy was sort of only about one and a bit then and uh the chairman got right in his face you can imagine the big white oh, beard yeah, and, you. you know you might think he's father christmas but, but when there's an old boy in a kid's face going yeah, yeah. Like that, you know, they and the, the old bottom lip went on my youngest, and so the eldest Whack. said, Don't do that to my brother, right L- in the old looked after right him. in the stomach, yeah. Wow, and so, uh, Ken punched me, so I can't <laughs> punch him, so I'll punch you instead. Oh, that was, yeah, that was the Is way, that why you don't work there anymore. Meted out justice, <laughs> anyway. It wasn't, a, it, it didn't, that's not, that's not the way didn't it didn't bring ended. the end of it. So, are. anyway, uh, do let us know your stories. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. When I was younger, I kissed a girl with a lip ring. Brackets, not bragging, says oh, Alan. Show off. <laughs> okay, oh, get you. <laughs> Afterwards, she realised that the ball that fastened it at the back was missing. Mm. Ice must have swallowed it, but I've never seen it since. Ooh, Maybe it's moment. still in me, he remember says. That, remember, those, remember those little sweets? Little tiny, they were, were like little... Yeah. Little, little uh, metal balls, weren't they? Yeah, they little like aniseed balls. Aniseed balls, yeah, yes. Aniseed balls. My I new once, autobiography. <laughs> I once swallowed a Lego man's helmet whilst playing with uh, said <laughs> oh, okay. man in the bath as a six year old. Was an interesting few days waiting for it to pass, says Paul the, Paul the Spurs fan from Holland on the oh, Sea. Where's Holland on Sea? Um, and it's sort of Essexy way, Essex Coast. Anyone know Holland on Sea? Mm. No, yeah, no, he's uh, getting a thousand yards there from next door. All these West London yeah, types. Yeah, yeah, I got in trouble the other week. Was, didn't know somewhere in the northeast. I didn't know where okay. it was Is at it all. Clacton Way? I don't know. I don't know but Paul, you're, are... I'm asking you, Paul. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, sounds like somewhere you'd know where it was. It's Essex, yeah. I knew it's it Essex, yeah, Holland on Sea. Never been there. Okay. Clacton, I'm getting. Clact- near Clacton. Never Cl- been to well, Clacton. You're a clairvoyant. Clacton, I'm getting. My spirit, my spirit guide is telling me. It's a, it's a Brian. Sam's telling me Brian from, from. I'm getting, I'm getting Clacton. I'm getting Holland on Sea. I'm getting Holland on Sea in the 1520s. <laughs> Bill Gill's been in touch. That yeah. Newton Abbott number still works. Your mum wants to know what time you're back for your tea. <laughs> what in 1978? <laughs> oh. There's your film. That's Laura's next novel. Yeah, yeah, she rings. That phone number you won't repeat again. No. And then you go back to that year. You answer it. Mum's there yeah, and nothing's lovely. changed. It's nothing like a little like lost horizon. Oh, like that time lovely. capsule.
It'd be it'd be lovely, it would yeah. be, wouldn't it? It's um, a beautiful film. It's a, what a lovely You'd cry film. at the end. <laughs> would, I hopefully you'd laugh most because of the way through. You'd, you'd ring it, you'd ring it, and it would be, and be engaged. There might be people there that no, are no longer with us. Old nan or something like that. I'm getting a bit of a lump on my throat thinking about it. We've got too many projects on. I know. I mean, I know you want to do the sad film about phone lines, but we're doing Bean Island. Based on today's show, we're not going to be keeping this one for long. So we'll have a chance. Saucy Jack, the the music we've always wanted to do, we'll have a chance to do We'll have a chance to do that, won't we, of course. Um, yes, uh, anything else? Oh, no, there's all sorts of people sending out absolutely hundreds, but you have mm. to read them through first because you never you do, yeah, yeah. know what they're going <laughs> to... Not quite a swallowing story, but what good is that to us, Simon? No, OK. Uh, not quite a swallowing story, but I once had a nice glass of red on the go, and after oh, taking a sip, uh, there was a piece of cork in it. A few minutes later, after pushing it round and through several teeth, I spat it out to discover it was a massive blue bottle. Oh, oh that's not yeah, nice. Not nice if you're having your beer. If you're having your not nice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us in the studio now, uh, an actor um, of, uh, as as Charlie was just saying, a huge CV, some very memorable work, uh, and a podcast, a very successful podcast. I think the last time we spoke to him on this show was just as he was launching the the first of uh, his podcast and uh, yeah it's gone from strength to strength it's michael fenton stevens hello how are you all right yeah, yeah very good. good lovely having good. you here yeah it's nice to be back it, it, actually in person this time yes yeah i spoke to you we just launched stephen fryer's the first episode mm, that was it and uh, and we've gone you know steadily downhill obviously how many have you done now <laughs> i've done over 200 wow can you believe it i know and i've spoken to oh, some amazing people over the time i've been you know Names, big names, yeah. Dar O'Brien and Harry Hill and uh, Mark Gatiss and, and all sorts of Lee Mack, David Mitchell, yeah. just some brilliant people. And they've all been great fun to talk to. It's called My Time Capsule. It is. Uh, well so done. Thanks what, for getting the plug what in. It, uh, what it does and how it works. That's exactly what it is. It's you say to people, what would you put in a time capsule? They choose four things that they really cherish from their life that they'd like to preserve in a time capsule. So anything from any time. And uh, one thing that they would like to forget something they want to bury and mm. forget. And then we talk about them. And it's extraordinary. Some of them, you, you talk to people who are supposedly extremely funny. And once they get into those sort of um, reminiscences and remembering things from way back, people can get really carried away and really mm. upset by it. You know, So sometimes I expect to be having a jolly chat with someone and end up with us both sitting there in tears. And the next time I'm talking to somebody who is you know, not famous for being funny and they're hysterical. <laughs> so you can never tell what's going to happen. Yeah. I do it all the time, actually. I really enjoy doing it. And I, I've, it's introduced me to all sorts of people that I didn't know. And I found out lots of things about people I did know mm. that I would never have found out, I think. We would never have talked about it. You'd never... These are subjects that many people, certainly famous people, haven't talked about before. So mm. that's what's interesting about it, I think, yeah. is you listen to these people and you find something out that you wouldn't know absolutely almost every time. Yeah. And, I mean, your, your, your CV is as long as anybody's arm and full of <laughs> absolutely massive highlights. And you, you, I don't know how much you've written ever yourself or used your own words yourself, but, mm. but have you found that to be a difference from being a comedy actor or, or, or an actor to, to interviewing people and finding stuff about, about them for yourself? Well, you must know on this thing, the, the thing that I've discovered and the skill that I never thought I had, because I love to talk, is that I'm quite good at listening. 
and I, I never realised it. I mean, perhaps I've never practised it, you know, but when you're doing a podcast and somebody's talking to you, you have to listen. You have to listen intently, I mm. think, because you can pick up on little things that they say and then what, way down the line you can back-reference them and, and it opens up whole areas that you didn't think you were going to talk about. And that's, the, that's where the interesting thing happens, I think. Of course, you have the advantage on a podcast, unlike a, a, a sort of a... I don't know, if I was doing it as a radio pro programme like Desert Island Disc or something, then you're restricted to that half hour. Mm -hmm. You've got to do it in that. Whereas I can talk until the cows come home. And, and if it's interesting, we can keep going. Yeah. Know? And I let people talk for ages sometimes. You know, I do edit a bit, yeah. which, is, you know, <laughs> which is really only to help them, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Quite often it will take people time to warm up. And I like to let people relax and talk and then off we go. But in the time capsule, what's the thing you find that people most take? A pet. Really? Yeah, mm. a pet. Usually a pet from their childhood. All sorts of people. Nicky Campbell picked his dog from when he was a little boy. Loads of people pick their dogs. Uh, dogs particularly. Not, not so many cats, actually, but quite a lot of people over the time have chosen dogs. And I did, for a while, start saying to people when I was asking would they do it, could you not pick your dog? <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, I then stopped doing that because I found that everybody who who chose it as a thing to put in a time capsule they had a different reason okay, had a yeah. very different reason so if you question them why they wanted to put their dog in you would drift off into areas about their childhood and why the dog was yeah. so important to them and then you'd find out things about them as a young person that, that, that I mean you don't get those sort of interviews <clears throat> people talk to people about what's the latest thing you've been in and yeah. what's the book you've written and uh, tell us about that whereas this is I don't care about that I really don't care. You can find that up by Googling people. Yeah. This is, you know, what were your mum and dad yeah. like? Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Uh, you you appeared with Charlie a couple of weeks ago. You, I you, did. you came off the bench in yeah, football parlance. <laughs> just yeah. about. Yeah, I was. I, was, I think I had some of those painkilling injections as well. Yeah, <laughs> got the knee moving Injection again. In the knee, bit of DP. That's right, bit of cortisone, <laughs> bit of cortisone jab to get I him did, on the stage. I had stage. the magic spray. Did you have to dance? Was it? Yeah, what was the? Uh, well, I sort of <laughs> slightly followed people as they did <laughs> dancing. No, I went on with the book, so I was all right. And in it's fact, it's impressive. a great advantage. You can't yeah. really fail in those situations. People always look at you with enormous sympathy and think oh my god imagine being in that position yeah imagine being somebody who without any practice at all is going to go on and in fact i'd already sung the stuff we did it as a showcase yeah you? so i sort of knew it and uh and but so also, michael's being, being his absolute element like, yeah absolutely, absolutely thrilled not <laughs> so having, you, to, having you, to learn it you played up to the fact you were doing oh, it you yeah, had you were yeah. reading oh, it oh we got a went. terrible laugh didn't we, <laughs> got just great, on a page turn. i had to just stand i had to just stand there and go oh, i'm gonna have to let him have this one people all know you from so many things um uh, you're the head of the groovy gang the of course groovy oh, gang. which is what most talk which is amazing i mean that really that's my son you know that's i look at myself in that now and i think so look at that slim 35 year old man with you know slight Slightly greying hair, but plenty of it. And I now look at myself and I think, how the hell does anybody recognise me in the street? But almost on a daily basis, somebody, usually a van driver, will shout, All right, mate, groovy! Yeah, from, yeah. from this, Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and Horses, yeah, when, yeah. of course, uh, Rodney discovered when he, he, he got on this fantastic holiday that they'd won that he was 13, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. 13? Yeah. <laughs> and I did, as a result of having yeah. done that, I persuaded David Jason to come on my podcast, oh, which was wow. really nice. But I don't think he knew he was doing a podcast. I don't think he had the faintest idea what a podcast yeah. was. He thought we were just um, having a chat with you down the line. Yeah, we, well, we just, I, I met him at the Ivy. Oh, we, okay. we had lunch and we talked over, over having lunch. It was really wow. nice. And he talked a lot about his early life and why he did it and what motivates him and, and also... 
really detailed <clears throat> analysis of, of his own comedy, which I found yeah, absolutely fascinating. Yeah, yeah. If you're interested in comedy... he was an end-of-the-peer juggler, wasn't he, as well? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he really has yeah, been wow. right through the whole thing. He's had extraordinary experiences as a comedian, and he was very... He worked for a long, long time before he became famous, David. Yeah. And he's a he's a sweet man. He's a very sweet man. You sang the chicken song, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> the spitting image, hold a chicken mm. in the air. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What I a know. career, Paul. I know, what yeah, a career. Yeah. Number one hit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Couldn't you believe it? Do you got yeah. the gold record? I, I, uh, I've i got a gold record. I, I, knew, yeah. the, I knew the fellas that, that uh, wrote it back in the day, and I knew... Rob uh, Grant had the had the gold. He was a bit of a musician. He had the gold record on the wall. Yeah, I've got a gold record from that. Mm. And uh, uh, the thing that annoys everybody mm. else who sang on it, because all I did was turn up. You know, we were one of the people who we sang the song, and they said, "Who wants to have a go at this?" And, and the bloke who's in charge said, "Well, you have a go, Mike. You can do this. It doesn't require much of a singer." <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're so, a very good singer. So, <laughs> so off I went, and I sang it about five or six times, and then they said, um, "Great, that's lovely. All right." And then out it went, and then they said, "We're going to release it as a single. Mm. So we can either give you five hundred percent of your initial fee, mm. which you know, mm. yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah, getting about three hundred fifty quid for doing Did that." You take and, points. You take the percentage. I took the percentage. Oh, oh. What, a, what a he's Alec Guinness. Yeah, he's yeah. Alec Guinness in Star Wars. Play. I am. Yeah. That's it. Well, not. <laughs> Take right. the points. <laughs> but, you know, but it did help me buy my first house. It was wow. really nice, yeah. And you take the points of the Manchester United fan these days uh, as well. What, what points? What a, what a link. link. What points? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's still 1998 and our glory days are just about to happen. Uh, I, I, don't tell me that Beckham's left the team. I'll be, I'll be furious. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, well, actually, I, I've got a good excuse. I was born, typically... Nowhere near the ground, so that's uh, one reason for being a Man United supporter. I was born about 100 yards from Millwall Football Ground, and my father and all his family were all Millwall fans. And then I was born on the 12th of February 1958, which oh. is six days after the Munich air disaster. Mm. And my father, as a result of that, switched allegiance and became oh, a Man United fan, Goodness and me. therefore sort of drove it into me. I had no choice. You know. me. And uh, yeah, so I've been stuck with it ever since. And you know, I've lived through Man United being relegated. Mm. I've missed through, they've you know loads of games where they haven't won when you thought they might win, where they looked as if they were going to be the best and that they weren't the best. And then we had that extraordinary period with Ferguson. You know, so it's um it's a lovely thing to have done. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and, you still... and it's something that Torquay will never do. No, oh, what a shame. <laughs> and you still turn out. I understand, Mark. You played at Goodison the other week. <laughs> well, you say play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I sort of hobbled around a bit. Yeah, I went to Goodison with um uh, well, as a man called Jimmy Mulville, who mm. owns Hattrick Productions, mm. and I think he went because. He thought, well, maybe I'm getting too old. He thought, this is my last chance to play at Goodison. Or maybe he thought, let's play at Goodison before they get demoted. Because we played the day before they played that game. We played the day, day after they played that right, game. They kept them up. And uh, it was amazing how quickly they cleared up the pitch. But it was lovely. He hired the ground for the day. We had lunch and we played football. And we won, 3-1. So, oh, you know, and I lasted 35 minutes before the... 100% record. Yeah, oh, never lost. Daniel Levy's interested in you, apparently. Really? Oh, yeah, well, he was. Yeah. He met Bill Kem right last night. Maybe he's trying to sign you. It could well be. So the whole uh, sort of back catalogue and current editions uh, of uh, Time Capture were available. Where yeah, get it's all there. It yeah. just it goes on and on and builds, of course. You know, and and I, I've been talking to people just this morning. You know, oh, wow. I've just had great fun. Lovely, and we've got some really nice people coming up. The fantastic actor Matthew Bainton, who's mm. in uh, Ghosts. Ghosts, and, yeah. Uh, he's just—he's a fabulous bloke and he's really sweet. Big so, Spurs fan, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to 
you know, chatting to him. We don't often get onto sport. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Nobody's, there's not been many sporting no, time. No, not many people. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> half the problem. You don't know anything about it, that's yeah. why. <laughs> well, good to see you, Michael. Thanks very much for coming Thanks, in. Michael. It's my pleasure. The Hawksby and Jay. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Jacob's Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. And Tim Vickery joining us a little bit later on taking any questions you have on South American yeah, players that you could be buying in the window. So talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Valid. Yeah, what, what have you swallowed, Paul? We've yeah. got loads of those. This is a brilliant one. I swallowed a large slug <laughs> as a toddler. That's nasty. My Kids. dad, this is, I don't know, this is from Anonymous, didn't put his name on it or her name. Uh, my dad tried to stop me but couldn't get to me in time. He phoned the doctor. He said, don't worry, they're 90% water. So is that kids or slugs? <laughs> a slug. Would you eat a slug? I suppose it's slug. No, I, no, I wouldn't. I'm probably not, not out of choice. Did you ever eat a worm or anything, Paul? Did you ever... I might have done when I was a kid, you know, you could grub around in louse. the mud. No, <laughs> that's very specific, Charlie. I can't remember. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a, a, a story here similar to your one. You said oh, you yeah. took the cigarette lighter out and burnt the gear stick the, on your dad's the, car. The, yeah, the plastic. Your mum's mum's car, Fiat one two seven. Yeah, I did what Charlie did. Says Wolfie, the Villa fan. I did what Charlie did with the cigarette lighter, burnt the corner of the dash on oh, my dad's company lovely. car, got away with it, and moved on. A couple of weeks later, my dad came home raging. He said the bloke who parks the company cars had burned his dash with a cigarette lighter. My dad subsequently pulled all company cars from said garage and a couple of months later the company went under. I actually confessed 20 years later. My dad laughed and said the bloke was a tube anyway. So there we are. 20 so, years just sitting just in the back of his thing, mind. Did, you know? This poor bloke never had a business yeah. because of me. You know, you're, having a la- you're having a laugh with your dad and you think maybe now's yeah. the time. Maybe now's the time to bring it up. 
Uh, Apologising for your kids, Phil, the Manchester City fan. My brother some years ago before health and safety. There was a time before health and safety. (laughs) And I think I lived through it. Uh, We had, yes, had a go on a petrol go-kart at a country fair. They probably wouldn't do that now. Kids roll up. The carts were in a huge inflatable ring. Oh, right. Uh, For some reason, the guy taking the money sat at the table inside the ring. Uh, Not only that, he had a broken leg, which was in a full cast. It's turning into a Lauren Hardy (laughs) film. And he had it resting on the table. The look of horror as my brother headed straight at him, full pelt, I will never forget. (laughs) He took the table, the man, everything. My mum was apologising at the same time as doubling over laughing. The table was then moved outside the room, which was what it should have happened before, Phil, of course. Exactly. Regarding things you've accidentally... This is Geordie. Thanks, Geordie. Regarding things you've accidentally swallowed, I remember as a kid a story about a woman cleaning her kitchen cupboards one day. She popped what she thought was a currant into her mouth. How lovely. Mm. What an old currant in the bottom of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, that's bad enough in itself, isn't it? I'm so, not putting anything that's sitting in a cupboard that <laughs> may or may not be a current, a current in out my of mouth. The jar. Yeah, that's I'm not sure. That's, you're asking uh, for trouble. Anyway, aren't you? she then felt the spider's legs uncurl. Oh. And that has stayed with me for 50 years. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Paul, good. I had to break some news yesterday. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I was yeah. going to tell you about this. I don't mm. know if you wanted to do this, actually. This might be good fun. Um, I didn't know I was breaking news, but um, I spoke to Tim Vine yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because because Sutton United have lost a couple of their decent players mm. that got them promotion out yeah. of the National League. Uh, Dave, David Azurboy's gone to Peterborough United. Right. Excellent Great player. news for Adrian Durham. Great signing. <clears throat> Great yeah. signing, that is, for Peterborough. And Buzanis, their goalkeeper, left yesterday for Reading. Yeah. Um, so that when those promotion teams break up... Very upsetting, isn't it? Of but course. I texted course. Tim, oh, bad news about Azurboy and Buzanis. What? What do you mean? What? I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't heard anything. I haven't looked into it, so I had to break the news to him. So oh, I didn't, no. I didn't know if he wanted to, when you had to break some transfer news to somebody, text. You, you were the bearer of bad news, bearer but bad news. I bet you loved it, didn't you? Well, you, you, a, you, you only a small it to part of me that, yeah. that Sutton, you know, uh, had, had become my favourites for the drop. Joe Joyce, the boxer, and uh, yes, your favourites for the drop. So, guy, if you've done that, if you've been the bearer of bad news, as long as it's not too bad, keep yeah. it light, etc. <laughs> exactly. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Maybe. Text to 81089, tweet to TSH&J. Um, Joe Joyce, the boxer, we've, he's been on uh, with Jim a few times. He's been yes. on with us in the past. Seems always pretty articulate fella yeah, to me. The, uh, Olympic but, gold medalist, am I yeah, right, Paul? Yeah. But he has decided, he said, I've got a speaking coach. He said uh, he gives me some uh, pointers and advice on what to do. It's just a confidence thing, and I have some stuff to practice. And I was just thinking, when he starts to trash talk, it's going to be like Oscar Wilde, isn't it? It's going to be lovely. It's going to be like clever wordplay, bamboozling (laughs) his opponents with clever. Or like Win- Winston play. Churchill, you may say I have no yeah. left hand, yeah. but I will be sober in the morning. Yeah, that's yeah. all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I may be lying on the canvas, but I'm looking up at the stars. <laughs> uh, he can be doing a bit of that, can't he? Uh, exactly, it's going to be yeah. Joe Joyce. But Joe, fantastic. Next Very time nice. we get him on, it'd be like Beatrice and Benedict. There'll be yeah. cunning wordplay. What was between fl- him and Simon Jordan? What was flatter this weekend, Paul? Do you think um, the the <laughs> Headingley pitch? Oh yeah, or Diana Ross at Glastonbury? Oh, you, you can't you can't ever go at the you know she's you know she's she was royalty. out of tune, Paul. She should have been amazing. She was out of I tune. I do wonder as the musical director, take the keyboard player, as as she went off, she said to him. You did say C, didn't you? <laughs> and he went, no, like, D. D. She was she singing said, oh, in a different key to her, to her yeah, excellent um, band. I mean, uh, yeah. 
she, uh, yeah, there was you know. chain reaction. I'm in the middle of a chain reaction. How can you do it at 78, Charlie? Well, we'll Let's find, find out. out. Let's find out if I've got the selection of bangers yeah. that Diana Ross has got <laughs> yeah. to be able to even get there. No one cared anyway. They were all singing along. Exactly. They were covering, they were no covering up her short I shortfall. cared. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've got no football to shout at, Paul. I have to shout at something. <laughs> shout at Dinah Ross, seven, eight-year-old Dinah Ross doing her best. Put some work in! She couldn't hear anything. She couldn't hear anything. It was a problem. It was an earpiece problem. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Start tomorrow, casting that film, Paul. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Film. Start that now. So, uh, you, can you make it tomorrow? I'm in tomorrow, Paul. Marvelous. Of course I'm in tomorrow with bells on. Fantastic. So, Charlie with me tomorrow. Do hope you can join us. If not, podcast available around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 